This is exactly right. Ready, go. 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 Welcome to My Favorite Murder. The mini episode. <laughs> We're now calling it the mini episode. The miniature episode. We're afraid you won't understand what this is. So we're calling it the miniature episode. It's not a mini app. We're not fucking millennials. No, we're not millennials. We have plenty of time to say both words entirely. Yeah. It's great, actually. We feel, we feel very blessed that we have this amount of time. We're hashtag blessed that this is the miniature episode. Fucking emoji hands smashed together in prayer yes. formation. Yes. Baby, uh, little baby angel. A tiny baby angel. And then, of emoji. course, that crazy clown face. Yeah. There you, do you know there's a zombie now, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just and updated my thing. The zombie, I like, um, well, you know, my standard emoji is this, the Easter Island head smoking a cigarette. That's my favorite <laughs> the one to send people. I think it's, I think it's very me. It I have is. a big, huge Easter Island head. You are, you, your persona is a smoking Easter Ireland head. <laughs> it's a Kathy Ireland head smoking. <laughs> yes. Okay, this is where we read your shit to you. You love it. We do it. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do our miniature episode. Okay. The subject line of this first email is how my sister stayed sexy and didn't get murdered by the hillside stranglers. <gasps> Hi, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and pets. I look forward to each new episode, but the story of the hillside stranglers hit especially close to home, literally. In 1977, our family lived one block away from the 10th victim, Lauren Wagner, on Lamona Avenue in the San Fernando Valley. Not only was this where she lived, but also where she was abducted a few doors down from her house. As you mentioned, a, a neighbor witnessed it and sadly did nothing to intervene or alert authorities. Even though I was only a baby at the time, my sister was 16 oh. and went to Monroe High School with Lauren. Both were babes with red hair and lived down the street from one another. A few days prior to Lauren's abduction, my hot 70s sister in her VW bug was headed to the stop and go mini mart a few blocks from our house when two guys in what tried to pass for an undercover police car wow. with a makeshift siren on the top started tailing her and even watched her in the parking lot as she went inside the store. Holy shit. What they didn't see was her boyfriend in the passenger seat reclined and reclined back and once she pulled out of the lot the siren went off and they aggressively tried to pull her over her boyfriend dan took one look at the car and said do not pull over those are fake cops holy shit once they realized a guy was in the car they took off and it makes me sick to think they could have what could have happened if he had not been there sadly days later lauren was not so lucky after reading that one of them um, had a redhead fetish. I wonder if they thought they had spotted my sister again, but only this time alone. Oh. We will never know. And although Lauren's family understandably moved out of the neighborhood shortly after the murder, I could never shake the sadness I felt for them every time I walked by their former house and the eerie feeling of the horror that took place only a block away while my family was probably eating dinner or safely watching some show like Soap or Maud or Carol Burnett. <laughs> I'm so grateful my sister fucked politeness, put her foot on the gas pedal and is here today to tell the story 
Thank you, ladies, for keeping the memories of these victims alive and being the best car companions I could ever ask for. Because of you, I no longer mind traffic, and I make sure to keep a full gas tank with doors locked so I can stay sexy and not get murdered. Lastly, Karen, my husband Rob worked with you on Late World with Zach and says hello. (laughs) Oh, I know, Rob. I know, Rob. I just saw him recently. That's so At the Astro. Um, Uh... And also, thanks you for making his long commute an enjoyable experience, Shayna. Thanks, Shayna. Wow, I don't, I don't want to read any now. That one's it. That's, Let's just do one from now on. I mean, that's intense too because that puts her like that's she's at the center of that entire story we just told. Yeah, and her family is, and like that is really sad. Like a yeah. neighborhood tragedy like that, and it could have been her sister. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, and that's also how. Um, Steven, you you know, you told us this like there's a bunch of emails of people saying, here's this connection that we have to the Hillside Stranglers yeah. because they were out doing it for like a year straight. It's so bananas. It's so crazy. It's so crazy that they had a redhead fetish. One of them did. What a weird little detail that you just don't think about. Yeah. Oh, yep. What assholes. I keep meaning to look at the crime scene photos, but I keep forgetting. Oh, <laughs> maybe just forget. Maybe I will. Maybe. Maybe should I'll, I'll do it late tonight. Vince's out of town. Oh, good so, idea. So really late tonight when I'm in bed. Open up some windows. Open up some wide windows. And just really, just study. really roll those dice. Crime scene photos. <laughs> study them. Um, okay, this one's called Serial Rapist Caught by Housewife. And I want you to tell me if you think that this is uh, not real. Okay. Because I we're getting some that we're like wondering. Okay, here we go. I can't believe I didn't think to send this story to you before, but it's fucking amazing. That already sounds fake, right? <laughs> dear Diary, I never thought I'd be writing this. The Dear, dear Penthouse Forum. Exactly. I never thought I'd be writing this letter. Um, I, we spend every Christmas with my grandparents, and my favorite part of the holiday is sitting around listening to my granny's crazy stories. My grandfather used to be a professional hockey player, Ooh. and for this reason, my family moved all around the United States and Canada during my dad's childhood, so there's no shortage of crazy shit. Anyways, every year it's a new story about the time she or someone she knew nearly escaped death. So here's one of my favorites. My family was living in New York at the time, and all of the hockey players and their families were living on the same street. One of the wives was pregnant and had thrown a baby shower, which my granny and many other women attended. After everyone had left, the woman hosting the shower heard a knock at the door. She went to answer it, assuming that it was one of the ladies who had maybe forgotten something at the house. Instead, she opened the door and came face to face with a man who immediately lunged at her and pulled and put a knife to her throat. He shut the door behind them and started walking and sort of backing her down the hallway to the bedroom, he told her he was going to rape her, and she began. She begged him to stop. As they were walking down the hallway, they passed the living room. On the mantel was a giant glossy headshot of her husband, something that had been given to all of the wives uh, as a gift. The man immediately stopped in his tracks and asked her why she had that photo on her mantle. She told the man that it was a picture of her husband. To her surprise, the man immediately dropped the knife to his side and started apologizing profusely. He told her he was just the biggest fan of her husband and asked if she would please not tell him what had just happened. She stood there completely shocked as he fled the scene. She called 911 and police came to the home and notified her that there had been a string of rapes in the area. The man seemed to fit the same description. A few days later, the woman opened her mailbox and found a letter from the rapist again apologizing for trying to rape her. She gave it to the police and helped them come up with a plan. And, and okay. The woman's husband had a birthday coming up. 
And so the police asked the team to throw a, quote, fan party in his honor, knowing that this man was most likely local and a fan of the hockey player. They printed off a large photo and encouraged fans to sign up, sign it with well wishes to for the player the police had his wife come to the party to identify the rapist she pointed him out as soon as she walked in but the police waited for him to sign the poster so they could match the handwriting to the letter he had left in the mailbox turns out it was a perfect match and they arrested him on the spot this is such bullshit right no it because this is provable if that was a public event you could look it up Okay, this is just one of the many stories my grannies told me. In addition to the time the man called her and told her he was going to murder her, and the time my grandpa and a bunch of his teammates caught and had dinner with a peeping Tom as they were waiting for the police to arrive. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. SSDGM, love you all, Emma. Emma, I'm sorry I'm telling you your grandma made this up. but No, I, I think, well, because it's so extreme. Yeah. But you know what it it's exactly like in the Hillside Stranglers when they pull over Peter Laurie's daughter that's and let true. her go. That's true. It's exactly the same thing. That's true. So that part does, that's why I think it's real. And then also, that's a proof. If we went and looked yeah. it up, we'd be able to find it yeah. because that's like actual public police action. You're right. And I just, I'm so skeptical. No, no, I get it. I mean, look. Listen. Right. Now you tell me if this is real. Okay. Is any, I mean, the truth is, is anything real? This is a real question. It's the it's a, the world we live in right now. Yeah. This is this is kind of good is for it that. real? This uh, subject is insane jury duty coincidence. Ooh, 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 I love coincidences. Okay. I love insane. Send us your insane coincidences. That's our next <laughs> call to action. Um, some would say there's no such thing as a coincidence. Mm. Mm. That wouldn't be me. Spiritual. <laughs> Hi, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and assorted creatures. I don't mind it. <laughs> this story doesn't have much to uh, much to it, but it was so crazy when it happened that I wanted to share. So here we go. Last summer, I was summoned for jury duty. Yeah. I uh, I had already postponed once when I was in college, so of course I got a low number and was called in. When I went in, everyone was divided into groups and sent to different courtrooms. In my courtroom, the prosecutors were going to select the remainder of the jury for a murder case. We were all seated, and as the judge explained the details of the case including the victim's name the woman seated next to me became visibly upset when the judge asked if anyone would be unable to serve for medical reasons or whatever the woman next to me raised her hand when the bailiff gave her the mic she stood up and said i'm an emotion i am emotionally unable to serve in this case the victim was my nephew there was an audible gasp in the room and even the judge and lawyers were clearly shocked the judge obviously let her leave for the day (laughs) For the day. Um, no one could believe this coincidence, both for her to come on this day and to be randomly sent into this courtroom. Thanks for listening to my short but crazy story. Hope you stop by Buffalo, New York soon. SSDGM Katie. Wouldn't she know that he was going to trial, though? I'm going to fucking call out every man yeah, on you're this the, episode. Look at her. She's this, looking for the truth. This is my episode of me just fucking nay saying. No, no, because that's all random. They just, yeah. they, they put you, it's all random numbers and names and yeah. stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> and also it's jury selection. It wasn't the court case. That's true. Uh, okay. Here we go. That's awful, by the way. It that, is awful. That's awful. Here's called, this one's called Vampire Murder and Bad First Dates. Hi, everyone. 
Oh. So I grew up in New Orleans, and as you know, it's a city with a lot of weird murders. When I was in high school, there was a well-publicized murder of a tourist at a local hotel. Story was that he was out at a goth bar in the French Quarter when he was picked up by a few locals, two men and two women, who self-identified as vampires. They all, I don't think you can do that. They all went back <laughs> to his hotel room where they drank champagne in his jacuzzi bathtub. That sounds... That's so weird. Weird. It smells like bleach already. Mm -hmm. Until this poor tourist got bludgeoned to death. I wonder if we stayed in this fucking hotel (laughs) and I've taken in a bath in there. (laughs) Um, Sorry. Excuse me. Until this poor tourist got bludgeoned to death. They may or may not have then drunk some of his blood. The culprits culprits were easily caught after being captured on the hotel lobby's video surveillance. Fast forward to a decade later, when I start trying out online dating, my very first in-person meeting is with a young man who seems really good on paper. At one point in our date, he starts talking about his most recent ex-girlfriend, who ends up being one of the women involved in the murder. (gasps) Whoa. He was totally aware that she was involved and convicted in this weird-ass murder when the two of them met and then proceeded to have a years-long relationship. He even name-dropped that she was one of the people from the, quote, hotel vampire murder when he was describing her. And he talked about the difficulty of dating someone on parole. Uh. <laughs> Bringing up his murderer ex-girlfriend on, a fir- on the first day was only one of the... M- was only one of the many enormous red flags present that evening. <laughs> Luckily, I kept up online dating anyway and met my husband on the same site about a year later. Oh. SSDGM, Jessica. Wow. That's insane. I mean, would your blood just totally run cold if someone was just like, yeah. Literally, if, you're, if someone was like, I drink blood. And you're like, oh, mine tastes terrible. I've been told I have terrible tasting blood. Mine's t- contaminated mm-hmm. with all kinds of parasites. Mm-hmm. That's true. I have pinworms. So you're probably not going to want to drink my blood. Uh, would you? Can you imagine dating a fucking... A vampire? Any of it. No, it's too extreme. Someone it's from like, New Orleans? I mean, goths themselves, that's a lot to take. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's just like, can we please goths. go to the park? Yeah. Can we please go outside? Yeah. Could you please lighten up, Ziggy? <laughs> <laughs> if you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye.
Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea, because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional, and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code SPACE80. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Are you ready for this? Do one more for me. To bleach or not to bleach, the bonker story of high school theater kids trying to murder each other. Oh, no. Hello. I love it already. Hi, Karen and Georgia. When I was in eighth grade, my entire mid-sized Texas town lost their minds. (laughs) (laughs) When an 18-year-old girl got caught trying to poison a 15-year-old girl at what would be my high school in two years. Both girls were in the theater program at school. Uh Uh-huh. Beta. And... Not trying to brag, but our high school's theater program was the kind of the shit. They always won tons of awards, which I guess isn't that impressive because this is suburbia in central Texas and culture is scant at best. Wow. (laughs) Searing. Um, And I may or may not have cried at their production of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest when I was a junior. Anyway. 
The senior girl apparently did not appreciate that a sophomore beat her out mm. for the lead in a one-act play the program was competing with uh, because she spiked a Mountain Dew with fucking bleach Holy and then gave shit. it to the sweet baby 15-year-old Angel to drink. Uh-uh. Luckily, the girl smelled something bleachy in her dew, said fuck politeness. I went to the principal who called the cops. After that, I guess the poisoner took off because there was a warrant out for her arrest for a week until she eventually turned herself in. Oh my Good God. riddance. On a lighter note, four students, in typical teenage boy fashion, made up a rap about it later and posted it to YouTube. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Which, of course, everyone in high school went nuts over. Administration actually ended up banning it from the school because people wouldn't stop singing it. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. High school so dramatic. It's so... That is uh, that is the perfect high school cycle of drama. That's right exactly there. what happens. Someone tries to poison someone. A girl tries to poison a girl. Because she's mad at her for doing something better than her. Yep. And then boys come in and rap. And make a rap. But luckily we were in a time, we grew up in a time where you couldn't put it on the internet. Cause thank it was fucking God. The shit that, oh, thank God. Dude, I had to hear that first Beastie Boys album like every day of my <laughs> life. I am one of the rare few. I am not a Beastie Boys fan. I appreciate that, uh, that what they did and their talent, this and that. But A, et cetera, I had to, et cetera, et cetera. I had to listen to them every time, like on the baseball bus, like yes. every, every event. It's just those motherfuckers were playing that fucking Beastie Boys album. And then B, I'm still mad that they won best rap group over the Fugees. It was a ludicrous year that was year. It was a rough time for Karen Kilgore. Fuck, man, those like I guess that was late eighties MTV was um, it music awards. I don't know. Or early nineties? I think so. Yeah, Fuji's is early nineties, yeah. right? Yeah. Steven? Important stuff. DJ Steven? <laughs> He's just writing it down. Um wait, there's more to this. <laughs> I really I really came out strong against the Beastie Boys I, there. I at, I, uh, I don't This like might be them. the end of this podcast. I mean I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, I guess a student trying to murder another student with a bleach cocktail on school grounds under your watch is not a good look. Mm. I can't find it on YouTube anymore, but suffice it to say, it's exactly as obnoxious as you think a rap featuring four white middle-class teenage dudes would be. Oh my God. <laughs> love the show. Been listening since episode three and love you ladies. Wow. Episode three. Wow. What's wrong with one and two? Uh, <laughs> say sexy and always sniff your Mountain Dew, Tara or Tara, but I think it's Tara. Um, that's just like so. That's such a fucking high school person to do to put the smelliest fucking chemical of all. Like, I'm not trying to give anyone ideas, but like use some Windex or something. Uh, well, then that's gonna turn it blue. Yeah, but blue it's and can. yellow. Oh, that's true. That's true. If it's a if it's a bottle. Listen, if anyone walks up to you and is like, "Here you go, Karen. Here's a can of soda I got you that's open already." Yes. You fucking smash the can on their head. You slap it out of their hand. Yeah, yeah. You point your finger in their face. Yeah. And you say, "Don't approach me again." Georgia. Georgia. You step <laughs> off. It's just me getting you a diet coke. <laughs> Karen. Karen's lost her mind. What if I'm like, I, Karen? That was literally a diet coke, but I understand <laughs> Karen, where you're coming from. You asked me for this. Yeah, diet you coke. asked. Me what are you it. doing? You saw me open it across the room. Slap it out of your hand. Mm, but I but I understand your vulnerabilities. I have to say this. In my drinking days, mm-hmm. one of my favorite jokes, mm-hmm. quote unquote oh, jokes. No, you did not. At parties, yes. Is, you know, 
in the back then it was mean comedy days of course yeah. we've talked about it um if i was sassing up somebody and and we were sassing back and forth to each other and they seemed to be winning in some way yeah i would just slap whatever's in their hand out of their hand <laughs> whether it be a plate of food or a full drink or whatever it was i would let them i would let them have like what they yeah. thought was and going here, to be the and last this word is why princess diana does- drink slap up ruin your shirt Wipe all the makeup off your face with your fucking <laughs> sling of sling. Fucking submarine sandwich upside down <laughs> yep. on the fucking floor. Bag of chips all the way down on the ground, <laughs> scattered in a million pieces. I mean, there's just not a better comeback than slapping something out of someone's hand. It's the best. I mean, you have to be ready for then the fight that's going to happen afterwards. Either that they're your friend and they love yeah. it, or you've now made an enemy for life. Sure. It depends on a lot of factors, how drunk they are. Yeah. If they think you're clever and funny. Right. If they agree with you. If they're a shame-based person, they might... It's embarrassing to them. If if you shame them, it could you could turn it into something bad. So you pick and choose. And whose carpet is it? I always did it on a patio. Okay, great. Yeah, you have to do it outside. You okay, can't wreck great. a third party, an innocent host's. Yeah, yeah. You can't wreck anybody's um, carpet. Like, don't be a jerk. No, don't be a dick. Be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, and make it make sure it's cheap beer, probably not a wine glass. I would assume. Yeah, exactly. You want this is a joke for plastic cups, bags of chips, a, a funny old paper plate with a dumb hot dog on it, just stuff like that. Where and also a really quick reminder: yeah. do not break eye contact as you slap it out of their hand. You smile, you look at them and smile like you won, yeah, and then slap it right. so they don't really see it coming. Can I ask you a favor? Sure. Can I do this to you one time? But like I swear it's going to be perfect. A thousand percent. Only if it's like the perfect moment. But just don't shame me. It can't be at my big my big party. I won't. I won't do it. <laughs> it can't be as I'm coming down the stairs for my big party. <laughs> I won't. I promise. Yeah, you can do. I love shit like that. Okay. I love it when something is like a contained, fun person to person prank. Yeah. You just it, you have to know the person and you have to know. I think I would laugh my fucking ass off. It's hilarious because all you lost was a hot dog. Yeah, and a, and, you look, and an argument and your fucking a little bit of your dignity in the best way. It's the same. It was also when I was on speed. My favorite thing to do would be <laughs> if I was talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. I talked on the phone constantly mm-hmm. pre-internet. Sure. And oftentimes I would call everybody and be like, tonight we're all going to meet for mm-hmm. dinner at Toy and then we're going to go to the show at Bloody Blah, mm-hmm. whatever. I was always that phone tree person. Love it. And if someone started talking to me and I got bored, I would just hang the phone. <laughs> just fucking, no, you, I can't enter- entertain this. No, I have other calls to make. I'm done. Yeah. And so you are too. Yeah. If somebody was like, hey, so did you have fun at that part? And just be like, click. click, make the next call. Let's just hang up this podcast on people right now. <laughs> Oh, right now? Yeah. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Elvis, you want a cookie? Good yeah. boy.